0: This Moment Outdoors is brought to you by L.L. Bean, official partner of the National Parks Foundation for the Find Your Park movement. This week, are selfies and Instagram ruining national parks, or is it all media hype? Why do you need an RV surge protector? Restaurants showing up in unlikely places, and our grand tour of Grand Forks, North Dakota. This is RV Miles. Welcome to episode 106 of RV Miles. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more.
0: This week, we come to you from Icelandic State Park, which is about 100 miles from the Canadian border up in North Dakota. We arrived Yesterday Mm -hmm. after spending most of our week in Grand Forks, North Dakota at the Turtle River State Park. And we're loving North Dakota State Parks. They are really well taken care of, excellent bathhouses, lots of activities and things to do at them. So so far, our second North Dakota State Park has been uh, great.
1: Our second North Dakota State Park and our second video for YouTube.
0: Yes, this is our second episode of this podcast yeah, that so will be on YouTube. That's so. right.
1: So you can listen and you can watch. You can watch me squirm in my seat because if you haven't noticed already, we're recording outdoors today and I have a little bit of this, how many people are staring at me? Which well, is very funny. The answer funny. is none. Well, you <laughs> just, you know, it's very funny considering the business that we're in and the business that we came from being in theater and how very in front of everyone that kind of career is and then to transition to here doing podcasting and doing some YouTube stuff and being in the social medias for me to sit here at a picnic table in a campground and record a podcast I feel very very exposed right now I know you're talking
0: we can tell you're talking quietly
1: I am my palms are sweating
0: (laughs) (laughs) the, the sum total of people around us are some people over at a campsite uh, putting their tent 100 together. feet away that they have their backs any... to us and then people next to us putting their tent up.
1: They don't want to listen to this while they're trying to they figure out how hear, to put their tent the, together. Do you
0: hear how loud they're talking? <laughs> they can't hear you.
1: All right. All right. I'm sure that by the end of this, I'm going to be really loud <laughs> and very animated. I need five minutes to warm up.
0: So I thought we could start off today with some facts about North Dakota. I found some cool things that, that you might like to know. 39.1 million acres of North Dakota, nearly 90% of this state. And it's the 11th largest state in the union. 90% of this state is farmland.
1: That's really cool.
0: It's very cool and not surprising considering the drives we've done yeah. recently through lots and lots and lots of farmland. Also, uh,
1: a lot of breweries yeah. in the area, and they're very proud of the fact that their North Dakota wheat is.
0: I think it's the barley. Or the barley, excuse yeah.
1: me, is
0: is commonly used in a lot of beer.
1: Yeah, Budweiser I think mm-hmm. is probably one of their biggest distributors.
0: And I guess they have a lot of agritourism here. Like you can you know, go visit farms and wineries and that sort of stuff.
1: The girl at the grocery <laughs> store today, when, funny story, I went to the grocery store today. This is so foreign to me, okay? I go to this grocery store, it's about six miles from this campground. It's in a really small little town. And I get there and I've done all my shopping and I'm going to check out. And I realized I do not have my wallet. I had the checkbook though. And I said, can I write a check? And she's like, looked at me like I just had asked her the most ridiculous thing. And she says, well, yeah, of course. I said, but I don't have my ID. Is that okay? She's like, yeah, it's totally fine. I wrote a check for groceries. (laughs) I can't remember the last time I had written a check for groceries. And
0: without an ID?
1: Without, well without an ID, but just in general, like when was the last time I wrote a check for anything? And so we're talking and because I had said, well, this would never happen in Chicago. And so she's like, what are you doing in North Dakota? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like telling her. And then she says to me, oh, if you want something really cool to do next time you're in the state, you should go to the Pioneer Machinery shows. And I said, well, you're going to have to explain this to me. Like, what is that? And so she said that throughout the year, there are shows all across the state of North Dakota that are pioneer machinery. And they put these on display and you can go to these shows and you can see the machinery throughout the decades or throughout the centers or whatever they define as pioneer. And that this is a really popular thing.
0: North Dakota is also the number one producer of honey in the nation. Honey? Honey.
1: Now that's surprising Mm -hmm.
0: to me. And uh, the world's largest French fry feed is held every year in Grand Forks.
1: <laughs> I knew I loved Grand Forks. <laughs>
0: during an event called Potato Bowl USA.
1: Why were we not here for <laughs> Potato Bowl?
0: Over 5,000 pounds of French fries were served. North Dakota produces a lot of potatoes. Idaho is not the only state for potatoes.
1: Henry here. would eat at least four thousand pounds of those, if they're prepared the proper way, and he is given a full bottle or maybe a dozen bottles of ketchup. The we're, child lives off of French fries.
0: We're going to get to some more North Dakota stuff, specifically Grand Forks, North Dakota, a little bit later in the show. But let's talk. Let's talk about some RV miles stuff.
1: Do we have like a some stuff? Like, do you have one of those? <laughs> Does
0: that work? How about that? No.
1: Perfect. No. no? That's it. It's. <laughs> There it is. I have been waiting to find a way to get that sound. I love that sound. So yes, we have a little, just a little bit of RV Miles business. So of course, you know, we've got that Facebook group. We talk about it every single week. Some of the coolest people out there. We'd love to have you come join us. But one of the things we just put in the group recently, Jason spent a little bit of time on is creating some posts that talk about some of the things that we have specifically for RV Miles, the RV Miles community. I'll let you kind of explain everything that you put in there.
0: It's the pin post at the the top of the group. There are five different buttons. One allows you to find the podcast. One helps you find the YouTube channel. Um, One helps you join our new email list that uh, we're just getting started. We're not going to send them out yet, but we're starting to build a list. And then we're going to start to do a weekly email with updates from us, all the different articles we write. Uh, and links to the podcast and all that sort of stuff. So if you want to join that, that's a good place to do it. I'll also put a link in the show notes.
1: Yeah, and if you listen to the podcast, just understand when we say weekly, we are not committing to a specific day. (laughs) No, no
0: specific day. Uh, (laughs) Because
1: we say weekend when it comes to releasing the podcast. At this point, we have learned our lesson. And we know, given everything that we have going on, that committing to a specific day and time does not work very well for the Epperson's. So we, we, a weekly email.
0: <laughs> There's also a button there where you can find all the discounts that are available to RV Miles listeners. Uh, some of the stuff from our sponsors, the stuff that you hear on the show, uh, you can find them all right there and you can click on the links and, and find them. That's even, the pin post at the top of the group on the Facebook group.
1: But even some of the discounts that we have, even though those people have are perhaps no longer on the show, mm-hmm. those discounts still remain. And yeah. so we wanted to have a way that people could still continue to utilize some of those discounts yeah. because they're great discounts and the products, you know, want you guys to come over and check them out, but they want you to have some reason to do it. So we just wanted a place where you could find all of those things outside of the group. We just kind of want to remind everybody too, that we have some new RV miles Swag. I don't know if I want to call it that, just like some new designs that are becoming, that are going to be coming soon to our Teespring store. We're trying to figure out a way to do something really cool. Jason, I just keep trying real hard to get him here with me. I want to do something for wall docking and boon barrel. And I can't figure out a way yet to get those. Jason's hanging his head in shame. I can't figure out a way yet to get those on a t shirt that you would look at those and kind of get an idea of what the joke is without. Having to explain it underneath. Unless, <laughs> I think you need one of those like, sound. like you, know, <laughs> the,
0: you know, the like when, family feud.
1: Yeah. You know, like when someone gets like X'd on America's Got Talent. Yeah. That's what you need. Or
0: family feud. Or family like feud. I well, just look, said.
1: well, look, eh. we we've stopped watching the family feud because it's no longer become a family show. So if you have a really fun way that maybe we could create some sort of like RV Miles wall docking or boon barrel t-shirt. Will you please talk to Jason? We want him? such a thing. Why wouldn't please. you? okay.
0: If you this thing, if anybody writes in <laughs> and lets us know that they want this, I will do it.
1: Don't pit don't put people in between This marital discourse right here. Okay. (laughs) Don't make them pick a side. We're also trying to come up with a few other things. We're going to have a few other designs, like keep logging those RV miles and a bunch of other stuff. So, but what we have over there now is our not all who wander are lost. And then we have something for America's national parks as well. This really fantastic bison design. So if you haven't headed over to the Teespring store and seen what's out there, we'll put a link in the show notes and you can also just head over to our Facebook page and check in the photos because we have a lot of photos of the products. Yeah.
0: Yes, we'll link to everything in the show notes, including the Facebook group as well.
1: I think that's all the RV Miles updates I care to share right now. How all about right. you?
0: That sounds great. <laughs> okay. Hey, we're loving going around to all these wonderful locations in North Dakota. And almost wherever we go, we take our Pelican soft-sided cooler with us with a packed lunch. Unless we're eating out, we, we usually <laughs> try to pack a lunch whenever we can to save money. And we always pack it in our Pelican soft sided cooler.
1: Yeah. In fact, we are going to be heading down to the beach over the weekend because the beach is here at Icelandic state park and we are going to have to bring snacks because the kids cannot go anywhere without food.
0: This is a a soft sided cooler that is almost as good as a hard sided cooler because the insulation is an inch thick and so many soft sided coolers we've had in the past, like insulated bags and stuff. I mean you can you can fold them in half. It's it's nothing. Yeah. But this is like it's like molded rubber, really heavy duty leak proof zipper that goes all the way around. Uh it's got bottle opener tie downs on it. The
1: important thing's the imp- a bottle opener. Yeah,
0: you pack up your lunch, you've got a couple of beers in there, you get to the park and you forget your bottle opener. Doing it party you know, foul, party yes.
1: over. So, if you want to check out all of the coolers that Pelican offers, head over to PelicanCoolers.com slash RV Miles, and you are going to get a free tumbler with any cooler purchase. And that tumbler is going to keep those adult beverages nice and cold while your kids are running around the beach this weekend. <laughs> PelicanCoolers.com slash RV Miles.
0: All right, it's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this I was recently given a new watch for my birthday it was quite useless as it loses six minutes every hour. I set it using my friend's accurate watch at midnight, and it now shows 10.39 a.m. I know that the watch stopped 21 minutes ago, so what is the correct time now? And the answer is 12.11 p.m. Since the clock is losing six minutes every hour, for every real hour which has passed, the clock will only show 54 minutes since the clock shows ten thirty-nine a.m. We know that 639 clock minutes have passed. This therefore equals 710 real minutes and hence 11 hours and 50 minutes. The clock stopped 21 minutes ago. Therefore, the time must now be 12 11 p.m.
1: What did you just say?
0: Did you get all that?
1: <laughs> but squeeze me. Did he, you get all that? Baking powder. 12, I missed
0: 12, it. 12 p.m. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: That's too much. And that's that's too right. Much. Promise. I know. I, I don't even need don't to know. check it. I'm not even gonna bother to check it.
0: Our winner this week is Pat F from Fort Worth, Texas. Pat will receive Not All Who Wonder A Lost T-shirt from our RV Miles Teespring store.
1: Which we don't even need to talk about because we already, Cause we already did. It. Yep. Just rewind it if you need to hear,
0: <laughs> hear about it. <laughs> all right. It's time for a gear review. Two we, weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. We have been testing out a surge protector recently. And uh You know, a surge protector is one of the most important things that you can put on your RV to protect your tens of thousands of dollars, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars that you have invested into it. A surge protector is going to stop large surges of electricity from mainly lightning strikes. Other things can cause it too. But lightning strikes are common. They don't have to be at your campsite, they just have to be on the power grid near you, and it can cause a surge. A surge can fry the electronics in your refrigerator, in your microwave, in your power converter, in any computers you have hooked up, in any cell phones you have plugged in. All that stuff can fr- be gone in an instant.
1: Could fry your Xbox. You which could might be the worst thing that would ever happen to the up-person children.
0: <laughs> so, it's important. It's so important to have a, a surge protector and they can range from $70 on up to $700. But this one that we've been testing from Hughes, from Hughes Autoformers, is the Power Watchdog 30 amp with auto shutoff. And sometimes it says on their website with EPO, just depends, but it means the same thing. What's great about this, this guy, and there there are other surge protectors out there that do some of these same things, and you may have heard of, of some of them called EMS systems or uh, electrical management systems. That's actually just a marketing term that was... Uh, made up by uh, by Progressive Industries, a, a competitor of Hughes. And uh, so Hughes doesn't use that term. They just call them all surge protectors, which they really all are with sort of different features. So this is like an electrical management system, but it, it's it, it's not called that. Uh, anyway, you plug this in at your, your power pedestal at your campground, and then you plug your, your RV's electricity into it, just like you normally would. They also make a, a version that you can mount permanently inside your RV. So you don't have to deal with that, but uh, it's nice to have a a portable one, I think because if you sell your RV, then you can just take it with you. Uh, This is about $230 for the 30 amp version. And then there's a 50 amp version that's about $280 as well. What's cool about this guy is you plug it in. It's got a big bulldog on the front of it, big face of a bulldog. And the bulldog turns white after about four seconds of being plugged in to tell you the power is good to plug into. And some, some, uh, some of these devices take up to two minutes to do that. So uh, it's nice that th- this device it only does it in four seconds. You don't have to wait very long. If the bulldog turns red, you know you've got a problem and it won't allow any power through.
1: That's a rut row moment.
0: (laughs) And that could be because there's an open neutral at your campsite. It could be because the polarity is swapped on the power pole, which is a very common problem at campgrounds and it can cause the outside of your RV to electrify. It's called an RV hot skin condition. Uh, It could be because it's high voltage or low voltage, but there's an error code on it that you can read and it tells you what the issue is so that you know, and you can either tell the campground or if it's something that's your fault, you can deal with it as well. But generally it's going to be a campground issue uh, that you're going to have to ask them to deal with. The best part about this device though, is that it is Bluetooth to an app. So when you're inside the RV, if the voltage gets too high, the voltage gets too low, it will shut off and then it will show you on on the Bluetooth app why it shut off without you having to go outside to go check it. And we had that actually happen to us recently. We talked about it last week, uh, some of the issues with power that we had at the, the park we were at in Fargo. And uh, it, you know the voltage was dropping way low, it was dropping below 90 volts, which is terrible and can ruin your air conditioner. And it shut off like it was supposed to. Other people still have their air conditioners running, they might not have had this type of device and they could have been doing damage to their air conditioners. Yeah,
1: we don't really know if it was just our pole, like our, yeah. I, did I just say the right? Sure. Oh, wow, look at that. Or if it was a campground wide issue. Yeah. so
0: Voltage is usually a campground wide issue, but you never know. It, it could be like a, a a bad connection in there or something like that. But uh, the other nice thing is that if you go over your allotted power, say you start to use 35 amps of power on a 30 amp circuit, it will shut off again, show you on the app and then you can tap a button on the app and it will turn back on before your other breakers go off. So like what happened to us last (laughs) week as well, we had all this stuff running and we forgot to turn something off before using the microwave.
1: Yeah. Hit microwave, hit start. And it was like...
0: Yeah, and and the watchdog <laughs> shut off, and we were able to just click the button on the app after we had turned the microwave back off.
1: You really love anything that worked. you can work through an app. I do. Like you're an app guy. I think that's because I am very obvious. Well,
0: there are also there are issues sometimes with with Bluetooth for me. You know, yeah. connecting to the Bluetooth radio on our RV has been oh, a pain. Don't, in in don't get any me we've owned several Chrysler vehicles, the Bluetooth in the Chrysler vehicles has has constantly been a pain sometimes it sees it sometimes it don't
1: there's something <laughs> really rage inducing about when you're <laughs> in your car and you want to connect to the bluetooth and it'll say like on my it it's like abby's iphone okay so i'm like i'm gonna press that button and we're gonna connect and then it just does that like connecting 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 and you sit there and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting unable to read and you're like what wait no that's that's impossible just for
0: five minutes ago Just
1: yes and you just keep doing it And it's like, it won't tell you anything more because obviously it's a machine and it's designed to just say one thing. I don't know why that infuriates me so much, but I'm like, just read my phone. The kids need story pirates. You don't understand.
0: (laughs) Anyway, I have not had any issues with the Bluetooth on the Power Watchdog. The second I get near the campsite, it connects to it. The second I walk away, it tells it, and gives me a little notification. And it's been no issue at all. The other thing that's fantastic about this device, uh, for the price, $230, there are, there are other ones that do most of the same stuff, except the Bluetooth, uh, that are more, that are 300 plus. The great thing about this one is that that surge protector module, the part that, that is in it that stops a, a big surge of lightning in, in any of these devices, that's, that's a, it's a self-sacrificing thing. Right, so when there is a power surge, your 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 surge protector is done. You have to throw it in the trash, right?
1: And you're off to buy a new one,
0: right? And You're off to spend another three hundred bucks. Yeah, that's rough. This one, the module that is the surge protector, is a part inside it that's replaceable. That's and really cool. And it's only thirty dollars to replace that part.
1: That's really cool. That's really smart. I mean, obviously, going and spending three hundred more dollars on a surge protector is a whole lot more desirable than you know what could potentially happen to your rv if you didn't have the surge protector yeah but the fact that you can replace this tiny little piece in there and only have to spend 30 dollars to do that i think that's really smart and really appealing
0: yeah so check it out uh we've got a link to that in the show notes as well you can also check out the youtube version of of this review that i did with it actually shows the product. Yeah, you can see my it. handy dandy camera work because <laughs> it's so handy dandy. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have a whole lot of fun from Grand Forks, North Dakota.
1: Get ready. The RV Miles podcast is sponsored by Road Trippers. Roadtrippers lets you plan your perfect summer road trip and fill in your route with personalized stops along the way. Roadtrippers Plus lets you add up to 150 waypoints on your journey, and it's only $6.99 a month or $29.99 a year. But podcast listeners can get 20% off an annual subscription using code RVMILESPROMO. That's all one word, RVMILESPROMO, for 20% off Roadtrippers Plus. Just visit roadtrippers.com slash plus offer.
0: And by Wholesale Warranties. RVs break down. Trust us on this one. And with repair costs averaging $300 an hour between parts and labor, there's no time like the present to protect your life on the road with Wholesale Warranties. Wholesale Warranties is the leading provider of warranty protection in the RV community. With a focus on reliable coverage and customer service, Wholesale Warranties keeps you on the road where you belong. Don't let repair bills sideline your summer RV trip. Your RV will break, but with Wholesale Warranties, your budget doesn't have to. Get a free quote today so you can travel with peace of mind tomorrow. Visit WholesaleWarranties.com or call 800-939-2806 for your free quote. Okay, it is time to talk about Grand Forks, North Dakota. We had a fantastic time in Grand Forks. Grand Forks is further north from Fargo.
1: Still right along that North Dakota, Minnesota line.
0: Along the Red River. uh, And uh, and it actually is another area that has a sister community on the Minnesota side, East Grand Forks, Minnesota. So it really is all one area. And you don't know when you're crossing between one and the other other than the. There's Other a sign that, that, that says "Welcome si- to yes. Minnesota." Yeah,
1: so <laughs> that real big, obvious sign that says "Welcome to North Dakota" or "Welcome to Minnesota."
0: We stayed at the Turtle River State Park, and uh, this is our was our first North Dakota state park. Uh, Seventy-one sites. We stayed in site twenty-two. It's uh, electric and water. They're all pull-through sites, which that's is fantastic. So nice. They're sort of, and it's this. It's mostly the same way at this park. They're all sort of the the half round. Yeah, uh, pull-through sites, if you know what I mean. The sort of crescent-shaped pull-through sites. And I, we really like those.
1: I really like those because right now, as new trailer owners... We're still kind of trying to learn how to back in that trailer. And actually, we're doing a pretty decent job. We, we've been spoiled,
0: though, because we've, we've, we've only stayed at one place where we had to back in so yes. far. <laughs>
1: it's less work for me, <laughs> which I like. So it's nice to just be able to pull right in and then just get out and start the work of unhooking and not have to do the whole conversation of go to the... Anyway, I'm not going to get into but it. These have to they the they make
0: it they make it not feel like the the parking lots that the ones that the pull throughs that are all lined up feel like.
1: Yeah. You know, this reminds me a lot of that first campground we stayed in when we went into New Mexico. Yes. The way they have these campsites laid out is very much like that campground mm-hmm. in New Mexico. And I wish had, I could
0: remember the name of it. I do, but.
1: too. We'll put it in the show notes. They had beautiful pull through sites and we only stayed the night we were just passing through on our way. But. This is when we came into North Dakota and we came into those state parks that I thought immediately of that campground in North Dakota. One thing I really like too is the price point for these campgrounds. It's only $25 a night. You do have to have a state park pass, a year pass.
0: There, You can get the daily ones, which are like $7 a day. It's almost useless to get the daily yeah. one in unless you're only staying a couple days in the state. The yearly pass is $40. 35 well, they charged me forty. So. Oh, they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody. I mean, thirty-five, forty. Maybe I paid thirty-five. Maybe I'm just misremembering. But mm, possibly, it, it's and it's only for your your uh, one vehicle. You don't need to have it on multi- multiple vehicles if you're you know you're towing a um, a a toad behind your motorhome. You only have to put it on on one of them. So. Yeah,
1: and I recommend it. Just if you're gonna come to North Dakota and you've got Theodore Roosevelt National Park in mind, I just really now having experienced two cities here in North Dakota and three of their campgrounds, two of them being state park campgrounds, I just cannot say enough about taking your time to get over to Theodore Roosevelt or taking your time to leave North Dakota once you're done at Theodore Roosevelt and just experiencing some of the other state parks that are here. And that 35 or 40, we'll correct it in the show notes, whatever it is is absolutely worth it to come in and then spend a few extra weeks or Mm -hmm. a few extra days into the state parks here.
0: You know, North Dakota has the most national wildlife refuges of any state in the nation as well. So that's another great reason to come into North Dakota. It, It really isn't all all Theodore Roosevelt.
1: Yeah. If I can have one sort of negative about Turtle River where we just stayed. That place is just completely overrun by poison ivy.
0: Yeah, now I there they do have it marked. They do. Um, and your site is very clear. Yes. Except around the edges is is all kinds of, you know, it's
1: all poison ivy. Uh, at least our weeds site and
0: stuff, and there's poison ivy. Yeah. They did they had signs. Now, I will say when I left, when we when we pulled out yesterday, I noticed a whole bunch of those leaves starting to turn brown. So I think they have sprayed them.
1: Awesome. But. I hope so too. I mean, the thing is, is, so they did have in your campsite, like where your uh, picnic table and everything is, they did have signs around that were marked. However, the outer edges of the pull through where you're going to park your truck or you're going to you know, park your car, all of that there was poison ivy as well. Yeah. And if you don't really know what you're looking for, and I highly recommend if you don't know what poison ivy is to go and look at some pictures because at first I thought there's no way that there's this much poison ivy here. So one morning I went out with my phone and I, I pulled up some images and I spent a lot of time and I was like, no, this, there's no way I can write this off as not anything but poison ivy. And it was just all along our site. Now, as an adult, you know, you can be a little bit more hyper aware of that when you're there with kids though, you know, it's very, very easy for them to to wander and want to play and run around and, That was something I did have some concern about and tried to remind them, hey, look, you got to stay in the area of our campsite because everywhere around you is poison ivy. So
0: luckily we got through it without anybody getting any poison ivy. Had no
1: reason to get the calamine lotion out.
0: It was a beautiful park and there are lots of hiking trails. There's you can go play in the river. There's a man-made little uh, waterfall there.
1: Yeah, it's Uh, really lovely and there's a nice little playground and, you know, I really enjoyed kind of running through this park and going out on my own a little bit and exploring. So it's probably one of the nicer state parks we've been in in a while.
0: For $25, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, The first thing we did in, (laughs) in Grand Forks, we visited on our first night there. The River Cities Speedway.
1: I'm so excited to talk about this. Now, like I'm bursting. This is
0: something none of us have ever done.
1: Oh my gosh. No, this so is never.
0: This is this is a a racetrack. It is a it's a dirt racetrack. They call it the bull ring. And it is apparently a, a fairly famous racetrack in, in the circuit. And here you can find Sprint cars and the car the cars with the big wings on the top of them. The Mario you know, karts. <laughs> the Mario <laughs> karts, as we kept calling them, uh, street stocks. Uh, they they race many different cars on this dirt track over the course of an evening.
1: We saw three different types that night, so there were three different tournaments going on.
0: And uh, it, you get there, and they do a bunch of uh, qualifying laps, and then they have uh, they have the prime races, the prime event races. And uh, boy, we had so much fun rooting for cars. We didn't even
1: know who these people were. It was, we lucked out too, because we got to spend a little bit of time with the co-owner of the track and his father-in-law and a few other individuals who really understood how this worked and who the drivers were. And so they would kind of like give us a little insight into, oh, this driver is X. And, you know, there was one driver who had been doing this for 50 years. He had been racing.
0: He came in second place. He came in
1: second place. T1, I think was his car. And I was super rooting for this guy. But what's so fun is that, you, know, you do really, really get into it. And these cars. Now, there were a couple of times where there were a few accidents that were a little like, oh, yeah. you know, it kind of stops your heart a little bit. And thankfully, everybody was fine.
0: Well, I think the nice thing about this type of race, though, is that, yeah, they do have accidents. They do go up over the edge of the ring and, and get <laughs> that out. Was,
1: that was funny. But, I mean, he was fine. And it was very funny. Drove himself right. And on. they're
0: going very fast around this ring, but they're not going you know, NASCAR speeds, they're not, no, 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 they're no. not they going Indy speeds. They can't because they're turning so good because it's a small track. So they're relatively safe. You know, yeah. they've got roll cages and stuff. They're relatively safe in an accident. So you're not as concerned about it, but also the size of the track and the length of the race, most of the races were like uh 12 to, to 25 laps. So, there's it's nothing, so there's nothing boring about it. I mean, you're not sitting and watching one race for three, four hours.
1: No, it, it They're was, very quick. It was a lot of fun. We went into it as people who had never done anything like this before. The kids were really apprehensive. It was loud. We had brought headphones. Highly recommend bringing some type of noise canceling headphone for little ones. If it's you're gonna go. very loud. It's
0: very loud. <laughs> also, you'll get dirty if you sit anywhere near up it front. It's <laughs> yeah. a dirt track and literally the dirt flies off the wheels of these vehicles, all over the front several rows. But
1: if you find yourself in Grand Forks, you must go to the River City Speedway. And they have a family fun night, which is what the night that we went. They threw candy to the kids. They were giving away stuff. Like It's super community. I mean, there were a ton of people there. The community was there. So it was just really cool to interact with something that is very distinctly Grand Forks and kick off our week there with that.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, I can't say enough about going to places like this and f- just finding stuff like this and mm-hmm. doing it without caring if it's something you're into or not and, yeah. and trying new things because yeah. it's not something any of us really thought we would be into and we I'm, really really were.
1: I never would have gone to something like this and I'm so glad we went. It has been one of my highlight Activities of the year. And that's saying a lot.
0: Yeah. We've done a lot this year. Yeah. So.
1: so this was just a good old time. Now I'm a very competitive person. And not in the sense that I want to be the person driving the car, but when it comes to you and I, like we very much like being like, this is my car, this is your car. Yeah. And then if my car loses to your car, I'm not a very happy lady. I mean, I'm not gonna flip tables over or anything, mm. but <laughs> Well, I mean, metaphorically, maybe, but it's fun sometimes to get like a little competitive and our whole family got into it. So there you go. River City Speedway. Speaking of competitive,
0: we did another sports themed thing that we probably wouldn't have done otherwise either. Um, We did a tour of the the Ralph Ingolstadt Arena. This is a hockey arena.
1: The most Beautiful. It was arena. built
0: for the University of North Dakota by millionaire land developer. Yeah,
1: self-made. Who,
0: yeah, he was a uh uh he was a graduate of, of he played for the UND team for a while. He played for them. He spent one hundred million dollars on building them a hockey arena.
1: This arena is just the most gorgeous arena. I have been into, I, it is just stunning. And they, again, you know, it's sort of like when we went to Chapel Hill and now here, they really, really, really love their sports team here. There's a lot of pride and there's a lot of involvement. And these players are, they're superstars in this area.
0: They, they really are. I um, mean,
1: Jonathan Taves, Came from the University of North Dakota, which I learned. And, you know, you might be asking yourself, who's that? I barely know who that is. He just happens to play for the Blackhawks. He just happened to be playing for them when they were from Chicago. And they won the Stanley Cup around the time that Henry was born. (laughs) So I was in the hospital watching all that go on. So, but that was fun to kind of connect that.
0: You know, when you you go to most uh, arenas, um, you... You know, usually the floor is all concrete everywhere, right? Um, this place, imported tile, covers yes. every inch of flooring. Yes.
1: Uh,
0: you know, Im- imported woods and and beautifully etched glass doors.
1: They had an artist, uh, an- a Native American artist who works at the university, Come in and design this beautiful, I don't know if it's a mosaic. Yeah, a tile mosaic. On for, the floor. For, there,
0: we saw one of them, but there are apparently yeah. many of them around the arena.
1: It's just really lovely. There's just a lot of care and thought went into this because it was someone who cared so much about the university, cared so much about the team and about the community, and wanted to build them something that not only is used for the hockey team, but it has multiple purposes. And the tour lasted about. Oh, I'd say an hour 20. Yeah, it was
0: it was over an hour for sure.
1: And our tour lady, she was on point. She, like she was did, something else. She was so North Dakota.
0: <laughs> I It was the perfect North yeah. Dakotan accent. And she y- was all business.
1: Oh, all business. <laughs> it was like someone would ask a question and she'd be like, I'm not ready to answer that yet because we're not at that part of the tour. <laughs> it was fantastic. And she has clearly been in this organization and in the hockey world for a really, really long time. So she knew a lot about it.
0: I don't think it's something that, again, something that we would have done otherwise. But, uh, you know, I've done a, a lot of arena work back when I did sort of theater production type work. So that was kind of cool for me. They have a giant, massive scoreboard there.
1: It'll be the largest one in college sports yeah, by and the time it, they're done. They're installing it right now. I mean,
0: that's how big hockey is up here. Yeah. And uh, it's made by a company called Daktronics, which makes most of the scoreboards in the nation. And they are a Dakota company, Daktronics. I think they're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But uh, uh, it, was, it was a really neat thing to do. Yeah, um, so
1: you have two really community-based things to do already if you come into Grand Forks. And just those two things alone I feel like will really give you a good idea of what Grand Forks is all about. I agree.
0: Now, one of the best parts about Grand Forks though is of course the food and the beer.
1: Can we I mean, there must be a, na- a reason why they have forks in their name that it's got <laughs> to be It's because food. the river
0: no, forks. No, it's not. There.
1: It's about the food. <laughs> it's about the food. Uh,
0: so the first place we want to mention that you should check out in Grand Forks is the Rhombus Brothers Brewery. Actually, there's two Rhombus Brothers restaurants. They're right around the corner from each other. One's a brewery and one's a pizzeria. And yeah, we went in, to both.
1: They're in the quaint little downtown area, which has a lot of local shops and shopping. So it, you can make like a whole day of it down there. And their brewery is now at the at the brewery restaurant They're just going to have their beers now at the pizza place. You can get their beers and then a selection of other beer as well. The girl power that I had was their sour. And it was it was so good. I know you were like, oh, I don't really care for a sour beer. It
0: seems to be a thing up here. A lot of people doing the sour beers.
1: Yeah, it's either a thing up here or it's becoming a thing in the craft beer industry. It was really, really good. The food was great, you know, and also the brewery restaurant sits right next to some train tracks. And so, you know, the kids can sit there and they can watch these big old trains go by and it gives them a little something to do. Great little place. Great. Lots of pub food. Uh, I had their BLT, which was just exceptional. I I had had some
0: major food envy. You did. Looking at your sandwich. You know,
1: I think at this point when anyone's offering a BLT on like a crafty kind of level because it had like an aioli and some arugula. You just got to go with the BLT. Don't get anything I else. Agree. Just got the sandwich with bacon.
0: Over at the pizzeria though, I think is where the Ramos brothers really shine because those were some great pizzas. Yeah. And we all got individual pizzas. Well, the kids shared one, but yeah, we we they got individual pizzas. They're 11 bucks a piece for their 8-inch. Uh, pizzas. And they have a whole list of all sorts of different creations. Uh, this pizza I had, was, it was an Alfredo based pizza. I can't remember the name of it, but it was Alfredo sauce and pork and, uh, and peppercini and other stuff. And, but what I've always said is I always, when I see an Alfredo pizza or white sauce pizza on the menu, I always crave it. But when I get it, I'm always disappointed. Yeah, you are. And I, and then I, I
1: have to hear about it. Yeah,
0: well, They did it right. I, I don't know why. I don't know what makes it. It's, it's just something that sounds like it should be good. And it so often is just bland and they did it right. They I mean, it's garlicky, it right. cheesy, excellent.
1: A few other places you should try out that are local to Grand Forks is the Half Brothers Brewery. Again, another brewery and restaurant. This was another really great meal. Another great round of beers. Blue Moose Bar and Grill. That's another one as well. Now that's on the Minnesota side. There's a Cabela's over there. There's this restaurant here.
0: A bit a real nice park right there too that the kids love to yep. play at. And we it's went twice.
1: Backed up right next to a Minnesota State Park and yeah. campground.
0: So if you don't want to stay out a ways like we were, the campground we stayed at is about twenty minutes outside of downtown Grand Forks. If you want to stay right in the middle of the action, Minnesota's got a state park right downtown. And it looks like a really nice state park as well.
1: Yeah, we didn't really drive into it and check it out. But what we saw looked really great. Uh, if pizza and burgers and beer is not your thing, we can't be friends, but that's fine. Uh, if <laughs> we can be friends. I'm just going to eat beer and burgers and pizza in front of you. Uh, there's a few dessert options that we just really quickly want to mention. And the first one is, and if you follow us on Our Wandering Family, you saw that I posted some Insta stories that uh, probably overwhelmingly declared my love for Chippers, which is found at Widman's Candy Store. And Chippers, I don't know where they've been all my life, but they are a potato chip. Widman's has a North Dakota-made potato chip that they dip in chocolate or peanut butter.
0: I've had chocolate dipped potato chips before. I've not had peanut butter. And I'm going to say the peanut butter ones Whoa. are excellent.
1: Yeah. And someone had DM'd me and said, oh, Trader Joe's. Have you ever seen these at Trader Joe's? Trader Joe's has them, which of course Trader Joe's would have them. That's such a Trader Joe's thing. I can't imagine them being though as good as coming from the candy store. That's like hand dipping them in the back.
0: The amazing thing about this candy store though is you go in and it's like any other you know candy store where they've got all the the confections under the glass counter all the different chocolate covered cherries and malt balls and things like the that.
1: The children are staring at the counter with their hands, you know, just salivating.
0: <laughs> Everyone that walks into the store gets a free sample. A free and sample. the free sample is a whole candy
1: yeah they'll give you like a piece of the chocolate caramel or do you want to try a chipper well here you go like, you got
0: chocolate covered oreo you, yeah. j- you get the whole thing they don't like cut it or something and they don't That's make free you sample. ask no
1: they say what free sample would you like like it's part of their routine yeah behind the counter to say what free sample can i get you yeah
0: a hey, uh, an absolute must visit just for that
1: yeah and the final place we'll mention is tea and crepes and that is, you can go in and get Thai rolled ice cream.
0: We had Thai food in Grand Forks, I know, North it's Dakota. Amazing. So now, it sounds—I mean, that that we may—I might sound like a rube by saying that. I mean, this, it actually is a very diverse community. It's
1: Incredibly diverse. And
0: uh, but this place, we've we lived when we lived in Chicago, we lived in in a Vietnamese neighborhood. Yeah, we
1: lived in Little Vietnam.
0: There. There are all kinds of different Asian foods in that neighborhood.
1: It's no secret that one of the things I miss the most on the road is a good pad thai. I had my pad thai people in Chicago just right down the street from us, and I have yet to really find good pad thai. I didn't seek it out while we were here, but...
0: So I'm not, I'm not trying to say, oh, we know Asian food, and oh, this is good. But no, what I'm trying to say all. is that I, this is uh, compares easily with any dessert I've had anywhere.
1: Oh, it was so good. So (laughs) if you don't know what Tyrold ice cream is, so they put it on like a, um, a cold stone. Yeah. And it's very similar to like, if you go to a cold stone creamery and they, they do it up right there in front of you. But what you do is they pour, they'll put the toppings, then they pour everything over it. And then on that, that cold stone,
0: it's an anti griddle.
1: Yeah. They start creating it and they will actually roll it into this beautiful log. And they put several of them inside the cup and then they will put whatever toppings you want on it. Now, they also do these most delicious crepes. Probably my favorite thing I ate while we were there was the strawberry truffle crepe. These
0: were incredible.
1: It's huge. It's got strawberries. It's got pieces of chocolate, like almost like a, a really, really dense fudge. And then it's got whipped cream. It's got pistachios. But what makes it is the matcha cream.
0: Yeah, that oh, was real good.
1: man, if I could take these people with me.
0: And they fold them up so that you, you eat them with like your hands, cone. like almost like a cone, but you, you, instead of with a knife and fork, like other, you know, crepe restaurants might have. Yeah.
1: And I, you know, I feel like we've already sort of extended our time talking about this one particular place, but let me just say, I, I would not hesitate to take these guys out on the road with me <laughs> in
0: a heartbeat. If I could just have a strawberry
1: truffle crepe every single
0: So that was our experience in Grand Forks, North Dakota.
1: We think you will find it very grand.
0: We're like a third of the way through our trip in North Dakota. It seems like we've been playing this up forever and ever.
1: I know. And next week, when we come back next week, we're going to be in Minot.
0: Yeah, we're going to be at the FMCA's 100th convention. Yeah.
1: And Hey, a little note about that too. Like in case you didn't know we were going, um, cause we've only talked about it a million times. We are going to do a little bit of live streaming while we're yeah. there. So if you haven't gone over to the Facebook page and liked the RV miles, Facebook page, head on over there. Now we're going to live stream a little bit from the show. We're going to have some FMCA people on, and we're just going to kind of like share what we're up to. If you're going, we really want to say hi to you. So just let us know. You can contact us all across social media, or you can also email us at editor at rvmiles.com. But just let us know if you're going to be there and then let's find a way to all get together.
0: The skies are bright and sunny here in August in North Dakota. And that means one thing, Shady Rays sunglasses.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know what we'd be doing without our Shady Rays on right now as we're outside doing this podcast.
0: Shady Rays are polarized premium quality sunglasses for a not so premium price. You can actually get pairs for as low as $45 on their website. But for RV Miles listeners, anybody who orders two pairs or more at shadyrays.com gets 50% off their entire order. You could get 20 pairs of sunglasses and and they'd still be 50% off.
1: And if you get 20 pairs of sunglasses, we call that the Jason plan. <laughs> That's just so you can have a backup everywhere.
0: I don't need that because (laughs) Shady Rays will send you a free pair if you break them or if you lose them.
1: That is true. All
0: you got to do is pay a small shipping and handling charge and they are going to give you a new pair of sunglasses. If there's any workmanship defects or anything like that, they'll send you a new pair without paying the shipping and handling charger. So it's a great deal. Can't be beat. I have not been a sunglass person in the past because I am constantly wasting money by breaking them and losing them. Not anymore. Shadyrace.com. Use the code RV. and You're going to get 50% off your entire order of two sunglasses or more. Hey, we want to remind you that we have an upcoming segment that we're calling cell service. We want you to call in and let us know what's your favorite piece of camping gear. What's the piece of gear that you can't do it without?
1: We promise we're not going to answer the phone. All you have to do <laughs> is call and leave a message at 773 773- Seven six nine seven seven six nine, and you could be featured on an upcoming episode of the RV Miles podcast.
0: All right, it's time for the Fresh Tank Black Tank segment, where we talk about all the cool things and the not so cool things happening around the country, around the world, in the RV industry, in national parks, in nature, in 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 in
1: in the world, in everything. Yes,
0: uh, Abby. Wait, I, I think you wanted to switch yours this week.
1: I did switch my black tank yes. at the last minute. Just a couple hours ago, I was just reading over. Uh...
0: <laughs> what, what is your black tank this week?
1: Yes. So ABC News recently put out a video talking about selfies in our national park. You know, this is such a hot button topic right now. And I just I'm black tanking it because I'm over it. I'm over talking about it. Why do we Care. So
0: you're not, you're not black tanking people taking selfies?
1: Oh, no, I'm black tanking people who are annoyed with other people taking selfies in our national parks. It's essentially this article, this episode segment is a better way of saying it, was talking about how our parks used to be really popular. Now our parks are overly popular. And that's because people are geotagging their selfies in these national parks. And then that's bringing more people because they want to take these selfies as well. They want to see this piece of nature that they saw on Instagram. I don't know why that upsets people so much. I don't know why it bothers you that your neighbor a few feet over is taking a picture of themselves in the natural surrounding. Well, it's really selfish, isn't
0: it? It. To say, uh, I don't want you sharing pictures of this on social media because I don't want other people enjoying it. I want it to be left for me to enjoy.
1: I think what's happening is that we have something that is new and is trendy and over the last couple of years has really kind of exploded. And for those who were not doing that prior to this new trend, it bugs them. It bugs them to see people taking selfies. They look upon it as something that's less, less of an enjoyment in the parks. And I think this is, this is what it boils down to for me. This is why I'm black tanking it at the end of the day is someone taking a selfie in a national park and sharing it hurting you. The parks are popular no matter what. The parks have always been popular. And yes, the parks are really popular right now. And we're
0: not talking about taking a selfie with a bear. We're not talking about taking a selfie on a cliff edge.
1: No, I am talking about someone who literally, I'm I'm reading comments on this video, across social media, and it's just people saying, Well, people are just going to be stupid. You can't change stupid. You can't, you know, it's selfie-ish. Like this is what people are saying. They're just, they're bullying. They're hating on the act of doing it. They're not hating on something specific about the act. If you want to be angry about someone who's putting themselves in harm's way to get the selfie, I can understand that. But again, is it hurting you?
0: Well, here's what I don't understand. How does selfie... And Instagram get conflated. A selfie is just a a photo pointed at you, right? Why why are we okay with uh, other Instagram photos, but not when they're pointed at you?
1: Okay, if we want to get really technical, a selfie is really essentially you taking a picture of yourself. Right. Okay. You have to be the the photographer. Right. You've got to do the action. Okay. I do not mind if my friend over there is taking a picture of the mountain or a picture of the mountain with his face in it. I don't care. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't impact what I am doing. It doesn't take away from my enjoyment of that space. It's like I say, and I said this in a comment, it's like I say to my kids, is the action that your sibling doing right now harming you or doing anything to impact you negatively? Is it hurting your person? If the answer is no, then you need to mind your own business and let them be who they are. Let them, you do you, I do me. We're all good. My worry is that these articles, they keep popping up and the news organizations keep throwing out this selfie and they're creating it into a word that is going to start having negative association. And it's going to empower people to go up to other people who are doing this act and berate them. It's going to empower them to feel like they can go up to them and tell them what they are doing is wrong Because that's what happens when we keep driving this narrative that this is a bad thing, that these people are doing bad things in our park, that they're hurting all of us. Then we feel empowered to go and stop that. It's not hurting anyone.
0: I feel like it's a bit of veiled anger against young people.
1: Perhaps, you know, I I think sometimes that people are quick to draw those lines between the baby boomers and the millennials. And even that really annoys me. I don't want lines drawn in the sand because I think that there are just as many millennials being nasty as there are baby boomers sometimes in these comments. I think it's just the way people perceive the act of doing this is blowing my mind a little bit.
0: Yeah. I you don't know. know. Whoever thought pointing a camera at yourself would become such a hot button issue. I know. But so let's just like, chill are.
1: out. Like, just chill out. All right. You know,
0: what's I mean, your what's your fresh tank this week?
1: So my fresh tank this week is Jayco just had their homecoming in Vegas, mm-hmm. which that's a whole other story. Having these conventions in Vegas. But they rolled out. So Jayco rolled out a lot of their 2020s. And one of the things that seems to be pretty obvious in the new 2020 styles of the Jayco RV is that they have really doubled down on the modern farmhouse look, which I'm very much here for. I very much like it. I think that it's this fresh, modern, clean interior that has been long overdue in the RV industry. It sort of looks like Joanna Gaines went into these RVs and threw up everywhere.
0: Well, what I like is that it's not, I don't care if it's farmhouse, I don't care if it's if it's contemporary what whatever it is, that there's a solid vision for mm-hmm. the interior there's a theme yeah it's not just you know picking
1: the darkest <laughs> color and then sticking it somewhere i i just think that it's speaking towards uh they're paying attention to trend <clears throat> they're paying attention to what families and those who are really into the whole Reno HGTV kind of scene. They really want that in their homes, so they're trying to translate that now into their RVs. I appreciate that. I also like that they've really pulled out a lot of the swoops and swirls on the outside. They're kind of toning that down a little bit. So I think that it speaks just sort of like to a sign of things to come across the industry as a whole. Now if I could get the industry to stop having their conventions in Vegas, <laughs> That'd be great.
0: What you got against Vegas?
1: Look, I don't have anything against Vegas per se. I just think it's strange that the RV industry keeps having their conventions in Vegas. It feels very dated to me. It feels very Mad Men to me. And I don't mean that in a good way. I feel like it's time to remember that RVs are meant to be outdoors. And I think it's important that dealers and dealerships start interacting more with the products they're selling in the environment in which these products are meant to be in. And I think RVX was kind of leaning towards that when they went to Salt Lake City, but they shouldn't go to Salt Lake City in March because we can't (laughs) all be outside. But why not, Jayco, instead of being in Vegas in August, why not go to Denver? And why not do it outside? Why not rent a campground? It'll cost just as much. Put your RVs outside. Have your dealers come and experience these RVs in their natural environment. You know, also, and I didn't see them, but I don't think DJ Second Nature got invited. <laughs> it's
0: <sighs> an inside joke. You'll go listen to our RVX reveal episode if you want to hear yes. more about...
1: Future. Yeah, that's literally, I think, the fourth time we've made that noise in this episode. If this was a drinking game, that would be when you take a drink. All right, Jason, what is your black tank?
0: So I, I was reading a really interesting article uh, a little bit ago. You know, restaurants across the country, restaurants, they are procreating like rabbits. There are double as many restaurants out there, I guess, than there were like 10 years ago. I can't
1: believe you're black tanking this. I am so well, okay with okay. this.
0: I, you know, Except that's, part- that's not the issue. The issue isn't the fact there are more restaurants. It's the fact that the places these restaurants are getting put in, okay? <laughs> okay, I know so where you're So it's going. the fact that the gas stations are turning into like, you know, they're, they're selling gourmet food now in a gas station.
1: Yeah, I just want my taquito, the taquita. Or whatever it's called.
0: You were right the first time. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) I think the other name is stick with your gut. Yeah. Well, you know, names are not my strong suit.
0: So, the straw that that broke my back here, if I'm the proverbial camel. Yes. Kansas City, Missouri, Abby's hometown. Uh, The Home Depot in in Kansas City, Missouri. One of the Home Depots is the first location for a Home Depot that has a pro cafe inside of it.
1: This does not surprise me that Kansas city is the first it does. This is such a Kansas city thing.
0: They sell lobster rolls That makes at the Home Depot in Kansas city. By the way, there's not a lobster within a thousand miles of Kansas city.
1: (laughs) What kills me is that there's not a pulled pork sandwich to be found like, or like some burnt ends. That would be such a more appropriate Kansas city cafe food, but no, a lobster roll at a Home Depot makes no sense. What also makes no sense is that this Home Depot cafe is right across the street from Costco. And I'm sorry, if I'm going to get something from like a warehouse, I'm going to Costco. Because get
0: that $1.50 hot dog in a, and a yeah. soda. Mm-hmm.
1: Or that mm-hmm. giant slice of pizza. I am not, however, going to get a lobster roll from <laughs> Home Depot.
0: Well, I will link in the show notes to a really hilarious article. From Kansas City's publication, The Pitch, from Liz Cook about, <laughs> about her experience here at the Home Depot's restaurant. Liz it's Cook fantastic. is
1: one of my favorite writers. <laughs> she has just got a wit that does not end. I really enjoy reading her stuff. Oh, this that was is...
0: that was a sad miss. There, you could have said a wit that doesn't quit. And oh, oh man. I'm
1: sorry. She does. You know, I'll remember that next time because I'm sure this is not the last time we will talk about her. So. <laughs> All right, Jay. What is your fresh tank?
0: Uh, I was reading an article in Forbes today about, uh, it, it, was, it was a call basically from their technology guy uh, uh, to campgrounds across the country to start thinking about electric vehicles. So, you know, we, we're obviously looking towards the future and, and one day RVs are gonna be electric. One day, every vehicle is gonna be electric. But electric cars are here right now and people are taking road trips in them but most of the country isn't outfitted to deal with the charging of electric cars, right? If you want to take a road trip in your electric car, you you stop at a hotel, you can't charge it. And sometimes you have to go to a station and use the fast charge, which isn't as good on the battery. So, this was a call from Forbes to campgrounds across the country to really start thinking about electric car road trippers because the the technology is already there. I mean, you already have campsites with 50 amp power at them mm-hmm. that these cars can plug into. So the the idea here is that campgrounds start thinking about allowing tents on a 50 amp site, for instance. So a tent camper in an electric vehicle can pull over to your campground, stay the night, and plug into your 50 amp site. Putting a 50 amp pole at uh, at your cabin Or, you know, your yurts and stuff like that. So electric cars can start plugging into them. Little upgrades that campgrounds would have to make that are that aren't as difficult as building an electric vehicle charging station.
1: Yeah, listen, if McDonald's can do it, campgrounds can do it.
0: There you go. So I, I thought that was a really interesting take on sort of, you know, going back to tent camping, but with electric vehicles and how it all fits into RV campgrounds. I thought that was really interesting. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. All right, it's time to wrap up the show with this week's brain teaser. You ready? I am. Can you take four sevens and arrange them with math symbols, any math symbols that you want to make the total be 100? To take four sevens, any math symbols you want and make the total of whatever the equation you create come to be 100.
1: I see you, Jason Epperson. This is the second math brain teaser in a row. And this is also the second video that we have recorded. And I see you filming me. You think I'm trying to make
0: you look dumb? I
1: see you filming me as I glaze over and start checking maybe Instagram or something while you're talking. I see you. I know what you're up to. I'm not going to answer this. I'm not even going to pretend. I'll Google it.
0: If you think you know the answer, go to rvmiles.com slash teaser. You can answer it there. We'll also put in a form at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. You can also answer it there as well. That's it for this week from North Dakota's Icelandic State Park. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, everybody.
1: Absolutely. And if you have enjoyed the show, we would just love a five-star review over on Apple iTunes. Ooh, actually, it's called Apple Podcasts now, isn't it? It is. Has been for a while. Has been for a while. I'm just trying to catch up. We would love a five-star review over there. It just really helps us get in front of more people. So if you have the time, we would appreciate it. If you are into the national parks, our latest America's National Parks episode is out. And that is on the Waving Girl of Savannah. I will say nothing more because that's very mysterious. And of course, follow RV Miles all across social media. Just search RV Miles, ourwanderingfamily.com to keep up with Jason and I and the boys or Our Wandering Family. All across social media. If you're
0: watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. If you're not watching on YouTube,
1: go watch. Go watch on YouTube
0: and (laughs) like and subscribe. Because I do funny
1: things over there with my face.
0: Or don't watch on YouTube, but still like and subscribe. Thanks.
1: (laughs) And children run around in the background like there are right now on YouTube. Thank you to our sponsors, LL Bean, Wholesale Warranties, Shady Rays, PelicanCoolers.com, and Road Trippers. Until next week, everyone, keep logging those
0: RV miles. Bye, everybody.